your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. Try again. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Got to hit the button. Rebuild. There we go. Uh, coming up on the show uh, in a little bit, probably a couple, eh, eight minutes, uh, Mayo Clinic's uh, Dr. Jacob Erickson. He's the co-chair. This is a long title. Co-chair of the Division of Sports Medicine in the Southwest Region. He's also a youth. Uh, he's, he's running a symposium or part of a symposium on youth sports injury, injury pre- prevention. Uh, I'm going to see what kind of uh, injury prevention he can give me on all my ailments as a 43-year-old. Um, but the Mayo Clinic's doing this symposium. I've got this little shoot right here, October 9th, uh, 8.30 to 11 a.m. for pretty much anyone who's got kids involved in youth sports and wants to uh, just kind of figure it out. But we'll talk to him in a little bit about what that's all about. Um, before that, uh, the the Assembly, the Senate, they're kind of rolling in Wisconsin through a bunch of legislation. They always do this. Like, let's do all the legislation. Let's pass it all at once so nobody can can analyze any of it. So we can't analyze any one thing. We'll just throw it at throw it all at the wall at once, and and then you can pick and choose. But you can never get 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 all this out there. So one of one of the things the assembly passed, and this is just kind of the dumbest one, I think, is in uh, teaching cursive will be required. We're going to require teaching cursive. How many people out there are writing cursive? When's the last time you wrote cursive? Can you do the Q and the J in cursive? The R, the R is a little goofy, right? I'm being my name is Rick. The R is pretty goofy. The S also goofy. Solemn. Um, I should just try. I'll tr- I'll try during the break just to. I don't have a pen. Oh, I have a pen. See if I can write my name in cursive. Um, okay. Wow, it's really bad. Solemn. Let's see here. S O L E. Yeah, it's it, it's okay. It looks about it looks about as well as I wrote it in whatever grade I was taught cursive back in the day. Not something I feel like we need to spend a whole lot of time on in the assembly. Spend all the time we want on it on, it, on the show because it just seems, but like we're wasting time deciding whether or not to force schools to teach cursive in there's other things i think there's other things that we could be doing there's there's one on civics there's one where we're going to force schools to teach civics which is you know sounds great but from from what i'm reading is they already teach civics this will be something that on Friday when i have UW lacrosse political science professor dr anthony jagoski he's going to have some some notes on this because I th- I think he would probably appreciate some civics lessons before he gets any of his students, but he's also I believe reteaching civics uh, from what I understand because the Wisconsin state government isn't. I think he has to explain the new civics uh, because the Wisconsin legislature government of Wisconsin is not working how civics is supposed to work. I don't think. So there's that, um, but 
before you know, we and we can dive into that. We've got all week to dive into this stuff. They're starting to pass some of the stuff today, and and we'll, we'll get to that, Doctor Erickson. Doctor Erickson, you call it a little early, but that's great. Is this? Oh, okay. But uh, I'm we're on the air right now. I I kind of gave a little bit of a preview of what we're going to talk about here in a minute. I got to take a quick break, and it's just a couple of minutes here. But yeah. um, uh, t- how's your cursive, Doctor Erickson? Because it looks like the state legislature is going to require writing curf- cursive. When you're, I when saw you're, that. Thank, thank goodness I'm out. When you're writing prescriptions, are you writing? Uh, I don't know if you write prescriptions, but if you do, maybe uh, are you doing any cursive? <laughs> yeah, it's cursive. But but good thing my penmanship was so bad they just stamped me and said you're a doctor when I was in grade school. <laughs> yeah, go back to the go back to the giant sheets of paper with like the dash down the middle and 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 work right? on your work on your penmanship. Um, exactly. Now you 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 have a symposium. You're part of this giant symposium. I don't even know if we can we can get all the get all the people out here that are that are part of this. But can you just kind of give us a quick overview of the symposium that's coming up on Saturday, October 9th? Yeah, so it's, it's geared towards kind of parents, coaches. Um, it's designed to talk about um, kind of injury prevention and safe practices in sports for kids. Um, so the whole idea is to just kind of just talk about how to, how to do sports in a healthy way to not make it, you know, crazy competitive and lose the joy, and which will lead, you know, to burnout, overuse injuries, things like that. So it's just to kind of shed a little light on how to listen to your body, what's a small injury, what should really come in and be evaluated, and what are some kind of you know, high-yield tips and tricks to incorporate into training to try to prevent some of those bigger injuries. All right, and then we, before we get into that and before I go to break here, let me just be selfish, Dr. Erickson. Uh, I've got, I think, what my friend who's who's a physical therapist, she, she called it an impingement in my ankle. So anytime I'm like, I plant and like go up the steps and, and twist yep. to go up the other side of the steps, it sends like this shooting pain into my ankle, kind of the outside knob right below that knob. And then yep. for like a minute or two, I'm in, in dire pain and then it kind of goes yep. away. I can, and then it feels tender, almost like a sprained ankle. And she says, "All I got to do is just stretch the bleep out of it. I got to stretch my calf, and then above that, yeah. just keep stretching all the way up." And I've done that, and it's kind of gone away. It, but, but have you experienced a lot of that? I mean, that is that just like a forty-year-old guy thing, or do you get high school kids doing that? We, we get it all, and, and, and likely what you describe as related to an old ligament injury from a, a couple of ankle sprains when you were younger, and yeah, that like forty of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And so it definitely could be related to that, but definitely something that rehab can, can for sure help. Even an orthotic can help that. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I threw one of those things in my shoe. I don't know if it works or not, but yeah. And then the, the dilemma I have now is I've been stretching it for, for a couple months, uh, but I don't know how to test it because I don't want to re re injure it or just go back to square one. What would, what would you suggest there? So I think actually, too, based on what you described with that impingement, um, adding in a little bit of strengthening-based therapy, because it's likely at the extreme end of motion, so like at the bottom of a squat, your ankle bones can almost kind of kiss together if you do have a, of a chronic ligament issue. So actually a little bit of strengthening and just avoiding kind of those maximal end range of, of position that the ankle can help avoid uh, re-aggravating it. All right. So just make an appointment with you. you how's your schedule? Oh, I'd be happy to see you anytime. <laughs> right. Um, all right. We got to take a quick break. Brad's got to do the news. We're going to get into some of the stuff that Dr. Jacob Erickson is doing on October. Let me see. October 9th. Yeah, I got to get that date right. Uh, in on this symposium with you sports. So anyone inter- anyone with kids thinking about getting into sports, already in sports, uh, this is going to be pretty informative for you. Uh, hold tight. Stay tuned. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you got questions for Dr. Erickson, if you got kids and use sports, it'd be a good time to just shoot me. Just use the show like I do uh, selfishly to get my medical questions out there because my Dr. Erickson, my, my deductible is like five grand. So, so, so I want the free advice first before I break over I hear the you. Cliff. Happy to. Um, all right, so... So you you have this symposium coming up October 9th. It's it's all it's all online, right? Like it's it's is it Zoom thing? There's nothing in person? Correct. It is Zoom. It was all planned to be in person then with some demos before and after, but just in, in light of COVID and keep everyone safe, we are doing it uh, 100% virtually on Zoom. All right. And you don't now I I didn't see it on here. You don't have Giannis Antetokounmpo in here as part of uh, one of the athletes talking. Do you have any maybe uh Christian Yelich anyone talking? <laughs> you know, uh, that's one of those things that you got to tune in and just kind of see what kind of surprises we have up our sleeve. Right. Um, and, and with this, I, I, I guess, you know, you're, you're at Mayo here in lacrosse. What, and, and it says you're the co-chair of the Division of Sports Medicine in the Southwest region. And then what, I, I guess, do you have like an expertise at Mayo, just like a title there, just exactly? Yeah, so I'm the, I'm the co-division chair of sports medicine, and then in our practice, uh, me specifically, um, I lead our musculoskeletal ultrasound, so we do a lot of ultrasound-guided procedures for all ages, and then anything non-surgical, musculoskeletal, or sports-wise, um, we see um, in our area, we have surgeons, um, physical therapists, trainers, even a PhD scientist, so we kind of really do take a team approach. We're all embedded in the same hallway, and um Average patient that comes in will see a, a physical therapist, an athletic trainer, and myself, and possibly a surgeon if need be. But just try to use everyone at the at the top of their license. And sometimes they need to see the doctor. Sometimes they need more time with the therapist. Sometimes some brace fitting. So kind of whatever the the individual needs, we just try to maximize their visit to one stop shop, so to speak, so that they don't have to go from my office, wait a couple of weeks, go to PT, yada yada yada. Just try to do it all in one visit. Is, yeah, I learned that ultrasounds. I learned kind of the hard way that ultrasounds aren't just for pregnant women because I had my like ulnar nerve, I think, in my elbow. Oh yeah, uh, moved or something, and then it didn't. It it didn't really work, so they had to do an ultrasound on my elbow to figure out what the hell was wrong with it, and it still doesn't yeah. work. So it's great. Oh. <laughs> um, um, but all right. So this youth symposium that you're doing on your 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 expertise here would be injury prevention and I, I preach this to my 40 year old noonball basketball friends all the time we need to like do do some kind of not stretching so much as like uh, what is it called with the warm-ups you gotta gotta move you gotta be moving and yeah, a dynamic warm up dynamic yep. there it is um, but you know what what I, I guess what are you seeing with uh, you know we're kind of in the, we're well into the sports season now football volleyball yep. uh, cross country um, are you seeing a lot of kids? coming in because we're in a little bit of a unique situation with a, a pandemic and um, you know, maybe the kids are just a little off with how they can interact and, and play over the summer. Right. And then get into a season here. Have you seen a, a, like an uptick of injuries? Yeah. Yeah. We, unfortunately we have. Um, and so just with them not having their normal preseasons and not a normal year last year, people just are not quite as conditioned, didn't have access to their coaches as much. And so things are being a little bit rushed and abbreviated. Um, and so we definitely, unfortunately, are seeing an uptick certainly in the overuse injuries. So, you know, shin splints and ankle sprains from people transitioning to running too quick. And then, unfortunately, some of the bigger injuries like ACLs and things that will we'll need to go on and have surgery. Um, and likely just as a result of not having the appropriate conditioning and, and kind of moving between things too quickly. 
um, with the symposium too. It's it's not just going to be all doctors talking, right? There's some there's some. You know, I, I joke that Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be part of this, but some people that yeah. have, have actually, you know, and maybe maybe back in the day, Doctor Erickson, you were you were uh, an athlete yourself, but but some of the, you have you have some people that are, that have had experience just recently with uh, going through going through a sports season, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. And then we also um, on it from UW Lacrosse, the head women's um, volleyball coach uh, will be giving a talk on on sports specialization, just kind of their perspective, and it's nice because. Obviously, they're the ones um, taking in the, the high school kids as they transition into college, uh, which is always to get a nice perspective from them. Then also one of the EWL athletic trainers will be talking on concussion. Most high school athletes uh, definitely uh, hold in high regard uh, their team athletic trainer, and that's usually their first go-to if there's a problem. And so just to get those different perspectives and just to kind of highlight the, the team approach that we take. You know, for for for... My time in high school, concussion is just not. I, I, it wasn't a thing. We didn't talk about. It. You get hit in the head, yeah. you shake it off. Um, how how drastic is say? I think soccer is worse for concussions than football. But these sports, when when we, when we're taking precautions with concussions, how drastic is the change from the late nineties to now? Yeah, it's probably just a virtual one eighty uh, compared to then, and and so uh, much more conservative. And if there's any kind of question or hint that that you know an athlete takes a hit or something and they're not acting quite right, you know that you know they're taken out of out of competition until proven otherwise, and and not let back in the in the field of play, so to speak, until it's absolutely certain that they're okay. We're speaking with Dr. Jacob Erickson. He's the co-chair of the Division of Sports Medicine in the Southwest Wisconsin region for Mayo Clinic. And um, you have the symposium October 9th, uh, two and a half hours. So first, at first glance, I'm like, I, um, two and a half hours is too long. And then I see all the stuff that's going on. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if two and a half hours is long enough because you, um, you, you have so many different people talking. Um, I've had Dr. Jagum on with me at, at Mayo there, Andrew Jagum. And it, does he yep. do like the weirdest stuff uh, through Mayo and, and with some of these, you know, I, I feel like he's doing experiments on athletes or is there somebody else doing weirder things than he is with like hooking people up to stuff and trying to figure out uh, how the body works maybe? Yeah, uh, we definitely have a few, but uh, Dr. Jagum is an awesome guy. And so he's a, he's a PhD, he's our exercise physiologist, so he leads our division of sports medicine research in the region. And then um, he does do a lot of research on athletes, but then also if we're having people that are coming in, not necessarily injured, but looking for sports performance improvements, whether it's nutrition, body composition, workouts, um, kind of looking for that edge, so to speak. Uh, also with our older athletes that may have dropped off in performance coming in to, to check on things. Um, he's kind of our guy, again, right in our hallway, so he's someone that uh, we can share a lot of patience with. Now, with you, we were talking just, you know, I, I selfishly, you know, pick your brain on, on my injury. But what, what's what's interesting, you know, just using myself as an ex- example, a, a kid that played high school sports and, and sprained my ankle quite a quite a few times. And now it's affecting me here into my 40s. I haven't sprained my ankle in a long time, but um, how important is it to to just, you know, and, and what should parents do or make sure their children are doing when they get into sports so that, you know, down the road, they they don't ha- end up having to have you know bum knees bum ankles stuff like that. There's a, can can you explain some of that a little bit? Yeah, and that and that's kind of the kind of the whole gist of it. And, and you hit the nail on the head. And that's kind of what we're trying to impress is that you know as an example, if someone hurts their knee, you know as as an 18 year old, let's say they they tear their ACL. Yes, it's a big deal. Everyone kind of roughly knows it's nine to 12 months of recovery. We need a surgery. Really, what we really care about is that uh, 100% of those people within 20 years are going to develop probably significant arthritis in that knee. 
So if you do that at age 18, you know, in your late 30s, early 40s, if you have a knee that's like a 70-year-old, that really, you know, impacts your ability to work, have fun, you know, play pickup sports on the weekend, go golfing, hang out with your kids. And that's what we want to avoid. Um, and a lot of these smaller overuse injuries, if they keep happening, can have similar wear and tear on the body. And so if anyone, you know, hears me talk, they always hear me say, you know, we try to take care of things when that's a small problem. So if you listen to your body, take care of a small problem. When it's a small problem, it'll stay there. It's when we kind of push push through injuries, tough through things that they can become, become big issues. And, again, we want people to be happy as pain-free adults as they can, keep people lifelong active. It's not just a sports career in high school and then you're not active. We want people active virtually as long as they can be. Uh, and what, what would you say the most important thing is to kind of prevent those injuries? Is it, is it the warm-up? Is it the, the cool-down? Is it strength training? Or is it all just encompassed to, to one thing? I would say one of, one of the things I'm a big fan of is, is how the body moves, and so I'm a big fan of, of people getting a general mobility screen, and that's one of the things that we'll kind of talk through at the symposium. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of simple things that can be done either, you know, in a physical therapy department with the athletic trainer at the school, with your trainer at, you know, the local YMCA or your local gym. Some very simple movements somebody with a trained eye can watch you do. And then if they identify that, let's say, you don't have the motion in your upper back or the motion in your shoulder, there's certain movements that you shouldn't even be doing until you get those corrected. Um, and that type of thing goes even just for the parents listening. So let's say someone doesn't have the motion in their upper back and their shoulder to do an overhead, you know, press at their CrossFit class. They really should go through some corrective exercises first, get that range of motion, and then you can go through the movement. If you try to force that movement, when you don't have the range of motion, the motion has to come from somewhere, and it comes from usually overloading the wrong area, which leads to an injury. Now, should we be running? Think, should we be running our parents through these same drills? Because when Dad needs to go uh, use the push mower, mow the lawn, or chop some wood, he's probably got some range of motion issues too. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so the nice thing is, a lot of this stuff it's obviously geared towards kids and coaches to pick up on it. But really, there's there's something for everybody, and and all the parents of any age listening can absolutely take things because. Uh, again, we want the parents just as active as the kids, and we want them pain-free as, as possible as well. How, you know, yoga is kind of a, a getting to be more popular all the time, but is is taking, like, just the basic yoga class, is that, would that be beneficial for either from, from kids to adults just to kind of help injury uh, prevention? Yeah, for, from somewhat. Uh, so certainly if someone has, you know, if it's a little older individual, has a bum knee or a bum back, some of the positions that they're kind of not, speaking up and letting their teacher know that something hurts, forcing through those motions can be a bad thing, but you absolutely can learn flexibility, get a little more in tune with your body. And if you have a good teacher, you know, they can give you some pointers on how to do the movements correctly. The biggest thing with anything is doing the movement correctly, not just getting through it. Uh, we're speaking with Dr. Jacob Erickson, the co-chair of the Division of Sports Medicine here in Southwest Wisconsin region. He works out of Mayo Clinic here in La Crosse. Um, is that where you do most of your work or do they send you out and about uh, all over the place. Yeah, so both in, uh, so uh, my clinic is based uh, at our on Alaska campus, and then we'll be um, in La Crosse on occasion. We do have um, our orthopedic providers, and one of my partners um, does also practice sports medicine at the La Crosse campus. So between the two, but the majority of our sports medicine services are at our on Alaska location. All right, and the symposium you're having October 9th, uh, w- would you say would you say it's geared more toward? Uh, a football player, a volleyball player, a runner—is it—is it? Does it? Does it take every sport into account? Because all these sports are so different, you know. Yep. Yeah. Truly, all of it. We are keeping it, you know, kind of straightforward enough that it's that it's general training. And like I said, I think that's why parents can really benefit from it too. Because some of the movement screens we'll talk about, some of the corrective exercises. There'll be a video on that. 
really can apply to anyone of all ages. Obviously, we're trying to just address to the kids to try to prevent them from getting injured so that when they're, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, they're not reeling still from injuries that they could have potentially avoided had they had proper training back when they were younger. Do you guys see a lot of high schools, uh, you know, on top of this stuff where they're, where they're getting athletes ready to go, you know, whether it's before a practice, before a game, but just, you know, leading up to a season even? Or do you see a lot of schools that are kind of a little bit behind where you – you almost, I don't know, do you guys go into a high school and go, hey, this is what you need to be doing? Uh, on occasion, uh, uh, we're pretty fortunate around here that a lot of the local high schools have good strength and conditioning coaches and trainers, and, and a lot of the coaches prefer to do that stuff in-house. We do get somewhat frequently uh, parents bringing their child in um, on the side to sometimes go through some additional things, whether they want to you know, get my opinion, see our therapist, or see Dr. Jagum for some nutrition things. Um, and then on occasion, we will do some, you know, free talks if a, if a coach wants us to come talk to their team um, and some things like that. But by and large, I would say most of the places do that in-house right now. All right, Dr. Erickson. Hey, I think thanks a lot for, for coming on. I'm going to I'm going to text Rick to tell to tell him uh, to find out when you're when you're available. And I'm just going to sneak in there one day. <laughs> yeah, happy to see you anytime. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, thank you. All right, that's Dr. Jacob Erickson. So the symp- the symposium we're talking about, October 9th, and you know, if you if you search youth sports symposium, I think it'll work. I'll try it over the break. Uh, I, I there's a Facebook event. I hit I hit interested so that I I can find it pretty easily. But it happens October 9th, 8:30 to 11 a.m. Um, you can register. I, I'm sure if you just go to the Mayo Clinic website, I'll, I'll test all this over the break just to kind of get e- easy details, but. Uh, there, there'll be a story on wisdomnews.com too, with all those appropriate links after I cut up the interview here. Um, all right, one more break. Well, not one more break, but the big break here, Scott's comment coming up, Brad doing the news. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to the cross talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. If you want to get in here. Oh, thanks Busta. We'll get to you later. <laughs> Uh, thanks again to Dr. Jacob Erickson for, for joining us. Talk about that youth sports symposium at Mayo Clinic. If you just Google Mayo Youth Sports Symposium, it's the first thing that pops up. And you can register there. It's, uh, it's all on online. So it doesn't cost anything. So you're just getting free, free, free advice, free uh, tips on how to keep your children from getting injured and then having those injures last forever until you become a radio host on a on a AM news AM radio station in News Talk Radio. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Assembly did a lot of things today and the Senate in fact. Uh, and then Evers had a lot to talk about today too. Um just from teaching cursive to requiring civics education uh, what were some of the other ones? There was a critical race theory ban, and then there was sealing vaccination mailings, and um, Evers talked about the election probe, and then his cab- he, the, the Senate appointed the cabinets, which we talked to Brad Paff about yesterday, uh, just all over the place uh, with the Assembly. And they do this, and I, I guess I'm learning that, ah, well, just we're just going to pass a whole bunch of stuff we're just going to pass a whole bunch of stuff on one day so that, you know, the, the, the news media 
And those who consume this stuff can't keep up. And it's just a, we'll throw it all at you at once. And, and you can't analyze any one thing too long because there's 47 things to go on. Uh, number three is on with us. Number three, what you got? I feel so bad that you got a bad knee. <laughs> well, it's an ankle and then it'll probably turn into a knee, but it's an ankle right now. Well, see, you're 40 years old. That's when these things start to hit the body. They really do. Right at 40, that's when they start. And, and you know, Mitch, at one point, he warned me of this. He goes, hey, you're going to hit 40. And I was like, ah, what are you talking about? Because I was kind of, I was pretty invincible in my 30s and, and, and doing, you know, I would play basketball in the middle of the day and then I would play a lot of volleyball at night pretty much every day of the week. And then I hit 40, and now I haven't played since June. <laughs> I remember you, too, when you used to BS about that. And see, I'm 78. That's why I... Uh, Quit snowmobiling and all that stuff. You know, I know I'm over the humper now. Well, at 77, that's the cutoff for water skiing, right? 77? Uh, 77 was water skiing and snowmobiling, too. Now, snowmobiling seems like you... I feel like you could snowmobile. Why can't you snowmobile? I got nobody to snowmobile with anymore. All my old cronies are gone. Right, but you're not too old to snowmobile. You just don't have any anybody to go snowmobiling with. Plus, that's there's no snow. It. Yeah, I used to go with the grandkids... Now they don't want to go with Grampy anymore because he's the last one in. Anyway, I heard your guy talk about sports medicine. I heard one time that uh, snow or skiing and snowboarding is the most dangerous sport there is. Um, Have you ever heard that? Well, I would say maybe like cliff jumping. <laughs> you know? No, no, I'm just... Like out to Mount Lacrosse here. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I, I would say... I, you know, and then you're talking sports medicine. So I would I would assume that skiing is probably pretty hard in the knees. I think snowboarding would be a little less harsh on the knees, but probably still pretty harsh. Okay. Um, but right. I don't know about dangerous because, uh, you know, the danger. I think everyone's wearing helmets now, too, when they're skiing and but snowboarding. But I mean, as far as people getting hurt. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's what I was thinking. There's more people hurt out at Mount Lacrosse than there is out of the football field. Yeah, but but when we're playing football, right? We're we're practicing every day. If we're not any good at football, we're not really playing in the game, and we're we're at a level, right? So there's a the JV. You might send a kid down to JV to play junior varsity football. You might just cut the kid off the team. Hey, you're no good at football. You can't play. You're off the team. I don't think I don't think a whole lot of football teams are cutting kids because football kind of encompasses. It. There's a spot for everybody on the football field, but you know what I mean. We're not. If you know when you when you talk about somebody getting hurt at Mount Lacrosse, uh, I would say that the ski team. There's probably a lot of kids on the ski team that aren't getting hurt because they're practicing every day. They know how to do this stuff. Yeah. But 43 year old me, I'll go to Mount Lacrosse maybe once a year, get on that lift, and maybe it's one of them nights where the snow isn't snow; it's just ice, and then uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna get hurt because. I haven't skied in a year. I do it once a year, kind of like a weekend warrior thing, right? Like I'm just doing it once. And I, it, like I, I know how to ride a bicycle, I'll just jump on a bicycle. I know how to downhill ski, I'll just jump on the skis, and then it's all ice, and I get end up getting hurt. Well, the next time you do that, well, just stop by on your way back, and I'll have a Captain Morgan for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Just do it. Do it that way. Yeah, I definitely. Hey, carry on. All right. Thanks for the call. 608-785-7914. Yeah, I would say uh, there's probably quite a few people that are getting hurt skiing, but they are they don't know how to ski. They think they know how to ski, or they haven't done it in a while, and and therefore they're getting hurt. Probably the same, the same probably, I guess it would water skiing, water skiing is probably a little less dangerous because it's easier to fall in the water <laughs> as opposed to a tree in the in the middle of a, a ski hill or just landing on, on the ice. I, I fell skiing. I did this... Uh, 
years ago, I I collided with somebody skiing because I decided I was going to go straight down the hill, and it wasn't a very big hill. So I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna burn straight down the hill. And then this person was doing the zigzag thing, so kind of my fault. But he zag, he zagged right in front of me. I smash into him. I went flying back up the hill, and those those ski boots, downhill ski boots, are are basically. Uh, ankle braces. You can't move your ankle. You know when you're walking around in ski boots, you kind of walk on your heels because it's because you you don't have any range of motion. And I sprained my ankle inside the ski boot. Speaking of injuries, now it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. Eric from Sparta is on. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. I hope uh, Oktoberfest goes on without hitches here. Yep. So do I. <laughs> all right. So. Um, Anyway, so we were talking about a lot of these, just a lot of these things that are going through the assembly, a lot of these things that are going through the Senate right now. If you didn't listen to the podcast, William Garcia, the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair, and I had Mike Murray on. He's with Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. And if you if you if you do if you're doing podcasts, you just just search the Democratic Voice. And if you want to just grab it off the website, it's pretty easy. You can even download it from the website at wisdomnews.com slash podcast or just go wisdomnews.com and and search for the Democratic Voice on the pull-down menu there. Um, But but one of these things that went through the Senate today is to approve, quote-unquote, born-alive legislation. The Senate approved that bill today. Uh, It's a Republican measure, if you could believe it. Uh, Require any health care provider present at the time of an abortion that results in a child born alive to provide the same level of care that any reasonable provider would give to any other child born alive. I'm not really, and then it says violators would be guilty of a felony punishable by up to six years in prison. So a violator of, of what? A violator of somebody that doesn't provide the same level of care for a baby that's born despite an abortion. What 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 are we what do we think doctors are doing at the hospital if there's a, a pregnancy that happens where this child is born alive are are they snuffing out the baby <laughs> like what is this is such and we we talked to Mike Murray uh, with the Planned Parenthood and and this is just uh, and I'm talking about it so I'm just giving it credence but it did it they they wasted time on it in the Senate so it's it's a thing that we should talk about but it's it's one of those kind of like get the base pumping, get your base, get your voting base pumping. Look at what we're doing. We're saving aborted baby, babies that are born alive as if people in hospitals are, are snuffing out babies. I just don't, I don't understand what's going on. It seems like the, the most ludicrous thing to, to like, uh, is, is not, is that not murder? Are they, they're, they're just literally murdering babies in hospitals that are born despite an abortion. It uh, passed in uh, 19 to 12. No Democrats uh, supported the measure. Now it goes to the state assembly. I guess I guess the state assembly will pass it too. We'll waste time in the assembly, and and we all know that Governor Evers isn't going to sign it. So this is another one of the things where we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we literally went eight months. Now you know I, I say in the middle of a pandemic, but. I don't even know where we're at in the pandemic. When we were at the beginning of a pandemic, our state legislature went eight months without doing a single thing. And today they're passing like 40 bills and you can't even keep up. So uh, why why now and why not then? And then they're passing stuff like uh, requiring cursive. Our our state assembly is, is, is debating whether or not we should require teachers to teach cursive. 
and 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 hospitals to not kill the babies when they're born. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, we we uh, we're banning critical race theory. We can't. We did that too. Uh, I I talked to Tregoski about this on Friday, the UW lacrosse political science professor. This is my theory, and I'm just I'm saying it now because it's coming. While we're trying to ban critical race theory, we gotta we gotta we gotta make that a headline. We've gotta tout that as our our stance as a Republican. Critical race theory needs to be banned when it's not taught in high school and nobody understands what it is. Uh, it could be critical history. We could ban that if they if they wanted to ban critical history. That's that's kind of what everyone thinks critical race theory is is critical history because it is pretty interesting when you learn about some of the the history that you didn't learn <laughs> in high school and you're like oh the pilgrims came over and they didn't just you know sit down at the table with Native Americans and and eat corn and hang out and ha- have a good time they didn't that that's not what happened uh, even with uh, the the Haiti um, people from Haiti coming to to texas right now if you learn about a little bit about how haiti got to the point where it's at it's pretty interesting and sad very sad what the united states did in haiti and then uh and and then you know like it it has nothing to do with why they're well it has everything to do with why they're in the place that they're at but a lot of natural disasters of failing government is more to do with why they're flooding the border of texas but uh just the the historical sense of what the united states did in haiti is, is pretty awful uh, just all these stuff that you, if you just start reading about, you're like, oh yeah, I never learned any of this in high school. Not critical race theory; it's just critical history. If you wanted to dive into that, but that's another thing that that we we did on another thing that Governor Evers won't sign. So you know, if you wanted to to placate to Democrats a little bit and decide what and what not to to pass, because no Democrats are signing these bills, so that means the Democratic governor isn't going to sign these bills. So why even do these bills? Maybe maybe change the bills a little bit so that they they have a little bit so that they, they have a little bit of quote unquote both sides where people can agree if you're gonna ban certain aspects of critical race theory but also do something that Democrats would agree upon and then Governor Evers be like oh yeah you guys came to a compromise here but uh, just banning critical race theory doesn't make any sense hey let's do a thing that 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 isn't happening. <laughs> At the high school level, at the middle school, whatever, grade school, first graders teach getting taught critical race theory, I'm sure. Um, all right, one more quick break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. I don't know why they say that so fast. You can't hear it. 608-785-7914. Just put it in your phone. Middle of the day text. I love those. So if you want to you wanna send a text. I didn't get any today. But if you want to send a text in the middle of the day, you're just whatever. I would say you're driving in your car, but don't do it then. Uh, but if you see something that you feel like, because I don't know how to talk about it. I can talk about it when I get in here later. Um, John texted in that Clinton's destroyed Haiti. Which Clinton? Like the Bill Clinton? It's Hillary Clinton. They both went over there with guns blazing. Uh, I can't I can't remember the timeline exactly when, when Haiti. I, I want to say it had something to do with just some natural resources in Haiti and then uh, even gold might have been gold. Uh, escapes me at the moment. And then just trying to talk about it, it's not going to be helpful at this point. Uh, but yeah, we were just a, a lot of stuff going on. Um, oh, the the one thing I did throw up on wisdomnews.com just before the show, uh, we talked about this. I might have talked about might have talked about this yesterday for a little bit uh, as we run through some of the things that happen. But um, 
there was a shooting on French Island over the weekends. I would say Friday night into Saturday morning, right around midnight, you know, Friday night into Saturday morning. Uh, and, and shooting is probably, from what I can tell, I don't have a statement from any police. I, I have a statement, but I don't have the 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 report from any of the police departments because they are not sending me that at this point, uh, even though I requested it. But uh, probably not a shooting, but more of a gunshot, an accidental gunshot. Yeah, we did talk about this yesterday because I remember Kent calling in about it. But somebody got shrapneled from a gunshot that went off at this Dugout 47 bar on French Island. And Campbell Police said today they've identified the person, uh, noting the investigation is still ongoing. Uh, But they also said that the case was closed. And I don't know what that means. So maybe according to the Campbell police, the case for them is closed or the case with in the La Crosse County Sheriff's Department is the one that responded to this call because I think Campbell police probably punch out at night and the Sheriff's Department kind of takes over um, uh, on the weekends maybe or at night or just in the middle of the night. But uh, yeah, somebody got hit with shrapnel. They ended up okay. They just had a lower leg injury released from the hospital, minor injuries. Uh, They didn't get hit with the gunshot from what I can tell. But the uh, district attorney's office has now taken over the case and criminal charges could be filed soon. But we don't have a suspect. We might have a suspect. I don't know if this person is in jail. If they caught this person, they haven't named this person. Uh, so it's it's kind of weird. Like uh, somebody shot, somebody's gun went off at a bar. They have the a suspect identified. I guess if they haven't caught them, maybe they don't want to tell the public who it is. But the person that shot the person that's gun went off at the bar knows his gun went off at the bar so if he's not caught by police he knows police are after him so why wouldn't we release the name of the person that was caught so and this came right right before the show and so i haven't had a chance to just uh tim granke's the lacrosse county district attorney so you know emails are out to them hey can we have this this file uh, who is this person? Maybe it's maybe it's somebody way up the ladder. We don't we we can't say. Maybe it's the police chief. I don't know. Is it like why why haven't we named? I I don't understand. Maybe it's just something I haven't ever had to deal with before, and there's a reason for it. They say the investigation is closed, but they the case is closed, but the investigation is ongoing. <laughs> so uh, and it's it's transferred to the DA's office for review. Criminal charges could be filed, but we don't name the person. And if we have the person in, in custody, then name the person. If we don't have the person in custody and we're not naming them because we're still investigating, well, that dude knows that he's the police are looking for him, I would assume. Does he not? Eh, my gun just went off at the bar. No big deal. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, if he was drinking, then uh, that might be a pretty big deal if he was drinking and he had a gun because he can't do that. So, yeah, that one's a weird one, and I don't really know what to do with it at this point but that's what just came from came from the Campbell Police Department uh just a little while ago so we'll see I guess maybe uh the DA's office will have some more information maybe we'll just have the person's name tomorrow I guess I could look on the inmate list too because uh I get that bookmarked can I get it before I gotta go uh inmates 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 now I can't find it of course there it is Lacrosse County inmates website Oh, it was a good website, but I'm not going to get to it before uh, I have to go. Uh, hit agree, go by date. Oh, there's too many. I'm not going to be able to figure it out. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll do it all over again tomorrow.